From the 1011 Now streaming studio in Lincoln, Nebraska, this is the End Report Husker Show. Hello and welcome everyone. I'm Bill Rentschler in the 1011 Now streaming studio, joined by sports director Kevin Suits and sports reporter Chase Madison. This is the End Report Husker Show. We're live right now on the 1011 live stream, which again lives on 1011now.com. Also our Roku, Apple TV, Fire TV apps, also live on the 1011 YouTube channel. And after the show is done, you can listen to it on your favorite podcast platform. And we finally get to come to you after a winning night of Husker football. Kevin, it was absolutely beautiful outside tonight, especially for mid-September. Could have been a lot lot hotter and it's made all the better by the fact that we get to talk about a Husker win tonight. It was perfect. Like you talk about A plus nights. This was really beautiful. I not too cool, not too hot. Felt like fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in the sea of red, there's 86 plus thousand fans, uh, the 390th consecutive sellout inside Memorial Stadium. And uh, folks are leaving happy tonight, Bill. 35-11 final score. Nebraska defeats Northern Illinois in a game that was a very complete performance. Good things from the offense. Good things from the defense. They were really good. Mm-hmm. And uh, special teams did a nice job as well. Yeah. Chase, uh, again, probably the biggest takeaway from this game will be the fact that no Jeff Sims. Again, in the, in the new injury report that they put out before the game, he was listed as questionable. Heinrich Harburg gets the start and... Goes 14 for 24, 158 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, rushes 21 times, 98 yards and a touchdown. He did have one fumble, but I think he could probably blame that fumble more on uh, poor blocking on the offensive line. Yeah, what a story, right? You know, a Nebraska kid, just the fourth Nebraska native to start at quarterback since 2001. Um, The first since 2001. And, you know, just a great night for Heinrich. And I think the connection with Thomas Fedoni, but then also just the success he had on the ground game. Like, people wanted to see this Husker offense and Coach Satterfield's offense have success. And what better guy to do it than a guy like Heinrich, um, who's just a Nebraska kid and been probably dreaming for this moment his whole life. And, Kevin, you got a chance right as he stepped off the podium. If you watch 10-11 at 10 live, you interviewed him live. Tell me about that interview and the vibe you got from Heinrich after the game. Well, it was really interesting because as Heinrich was walking over to me, you know, uh, I told him congratulations, and I had the stat sheet in my hand. And I said, have you seen your stats? He said, no. And so I handed him my, my, my box, my box score. <laughs> and he looks at it, and he goes, no interceptions. Like, <laughs> Never mind the fact that he had the two passing touchdowns. He Mm -hmm. had the rushing touchdown. He had over 250 yards of total offense. He was only worried about the interception situation. Uh, Appreciated Heinrich joining us on 1011 uh, right at the top of the newscast after Chase got done with the highlights. It timed out great. Um, But, yeah, Heinrich uh, was, was happy. And I also got to ask him about the moment before he went into his postgame news conference. Because right outside that room was Tommy Frazier and Eric Crouch. So Heinrich is walking over there to do his interview. And then all of a sudden, two Husker legends are right there that, <laughs> oh, by the way, play the same position he does. Yeah. Uh, and they both gave him a big hug. And there were some folks. Heinrich's mom was right there. She took a picture of them together. Uh, it was, that was the good stuff right there. I mean, and, you knew he, he had to be watching those, those guys as he grew up out in Kearney. Absolutely. And he even shared with me on air that Tommy told him, 
you need to get down and slide a few a little bit more. <laughs> and Heinrich chipped back right at him and said, I didn't ever see you do that. <laughs> you know, so uh, that, that's good stuff. Uh, Absolutely. Heinrich did play well. I think we need to address this right now toward the beginning of the podcast here, guys. Will Heinrich start next week? That's not a guarantee. And Matt Rule was very adamant in not answering any questions about what the quarterback position looks like moving forward. He is not saying that Heinrich's the guy. He's not saying Jeff Sims is out. He's not saying Jeff Sims is the guy. Mm -hmm. They're going to enter this week the same way they did last week, and that is to let the available players be on the field, see what happens in terms of the preparation, and uh, that's ultimately what's going to decide who is under center for Nebraska against Louisiana Tech next Saturday. Yeah, I said he wouldn't entertain any hypotheticals as to who might be injured or who might not be, again, uh, depending on that Jeff Sims ankle, but... Uh, Sorry to cut you off. I will say this. The announcement of Heinrich Harburg starting at quarterback came when the starting lineups were introduced inside Memorial Stadium. But if you watch the pregame warm-ups about 45 minutes before the game kicked off, Heinrich was taking the snaps with Ben Scott. Mm -hmm. And then when they did their stretching lines, Heinrich was first. Jeff Sims was last in the quarterback line. Okay. He was behind Luke Longvall. He was behind Jack Wochi. Um, so we got the sense pretty quickly that Heinrich was going to start in this game. But Chase, again, watching the TV broadcast, Jeff Sims looked like he played the part of a, a very good teammate. He was right there on the sideline to to give uh, give Heinrich encouragement. You know, let him know you know what might have gone wrong. I think it was after the fumble. You know, he was right there to to greet him off the field. Yeah, that's that's what you want to see from your starting quarterback for the first two weeks, right now. Uh, being on the bench because of injury, but, you know, still playing an active role and being a supportive role. And, you know, for those at home on Fox Sports 1, if you weren't paying attention on Twitter, when, and I and I'm, I was all tuned in on who was going to be the starting quarterback, but they jumped right to the broadcast right before the, the kickoff. So it, we didn't really get to see who the starting quarterback was until that first Nebraska drive. Uh, but, yeah, hats off to Jeff Sims for being a – supportive teammate a good teammate right and a leader on the sidelines to the best of his abilities and i also think chubba purdy uh, you know probably went into this week with sims up in the air as like hey maybe there's a chance i can see the field he did get in in the fourth quarter um towards the very end but i think he did a good job as well being a single caller being a uh, somebody that can support heinrich and he heinrich delivered you know and he also one thing to credit is that, you know, the, the rushing yards and not lower, not sliding, lowering his shoulder was all great. But also he just fit some of Satterfield's design plays that you that we saw of Sims run. Right. He carried the ball 21 times like th this was um, a it didn't feel like the offense changed too much. It was just it was just clicking better. It was just more consistent. Yeah, I think I would agree. And I think obviously the, the other headline out of this game is an extremely salty Nebraska defense only giving up 149 yards uh, for the entire game half of that coming on the final drive against the second string they're good they're really good they, they are really good yeah you're right like Tony White's scheme it's fun to watch he has some good players uh, yes Tony White deserves some credit for implementing this thing in short time mm -hmm. for teaching his guys how this all works but he's got good players back there. And I don't think that some of those guys are getting the respect and the credit that they deserve. Quinton Newsom is really good. 
You guys know that I'm a huge fan of Malcolm Hartzog. He had an awesome tackle one-on-one -on -one tonight. Mm -hmm. uh, Omar Brown, Isaac Gifford. I'm just going on the back end. The linebackers played well again tonight. Uh, you know who led Nebraska in tackles this evening? Nash Huttmacher. Nash nose did. tackle. The nose guard led Nebraska in tackles. Six. Well, yeah, and what I was going to say, Kevin, is that just to talk about Huttmacher, Huttmacher, he had 15 total tackles all last season. He has 10 already this season. And I think part of that is that 3-3-5 scheme. When you have a defensive lineman, a nose guard like that, nose tackle just in the middle of the defense, it, he's kind of, you know, playing better than his than we've expected because you're right there in the middle and you can kind of reach left, reach right, and it shows, and it, it's tough. He's Six, disruptive, you know. Two and a half tackles for yeah. loss and a half yeah. a sack. And in the first half, that's when the tone really got established. Nebraska scores right away. That was great. Huskers actually got to play with the lead. Mm -hmm. uh, was that their first points of the first half, half all year. this entire season? So it was good to see them march the field. But with the lead, you know, when you give the, – the defense is going to hold its own. But when they have a little extra swagger, a little pep in their step because the scoreboard leans Nebraska's way, I mean, that's even better. That's gravy for this unit. Um they're good. They're really, really good. And I think Nash helped set the tone up front for Nebraska because we saw Northern Illinois try to establish a run game early and it was going in the wrong direction for the Huskies. And that forced Rocky Lombardi to throw the football. And, you know, he wasn't the most effective quarterback. You could tell, like, he was under pressure a lot. He was too. under pressure a lot. And I believe his completion percentage going into the game was at like 53%. And Lombardi finishes this game 11 of 28. And I mentioned it during the newscast tonight. I think a, a good portion of 11 of 28 and the defensive totals being so low yardage-wise is because the secondary covered really well downfield. And actually, I thought that Northern Illinois' wide receivers, they were big. They looked physical in warm-ups. And I thought that they would give Nebraska a little bit of a test. But... That certainly was not the case. And the one name we haven't mentioned that we need to shout out right now is Tommy Hill. Mm -hmm. Tommy Playing Hill both got sides a, of the ball. He got a lot of run yeah. at corner. And um, I know Tommy's story has been a little complicated at Nebraska. He's been playing. He's played offense. He's played defense. He's had to kind of climb his way back into the depth chart. But he must have had an awesome week of practice. And he is an asset to this team. And Tommy Hill is one of the faster guys on the team. And clearly he's proven he can cover guys uh, downfield. And that's just another weapon that the Huskers have defensively to try to blanket some of these teams that they're going to see in the future. I think about Big Ten play when you're facing in Iowa, Wisconsin, a Michigan that will try to stretch the field a little bit or at least manage a passing game that you got to like where you line up defensively with the guys on the back end that Nebraska has. And he had one pass interference penalty against him. And again, watching the TV broadcast, it was one of those pass interference penalties where the quarterback underthrew the ball, and so he got he got dinged with, with one of those PI penalties. So not I I didn't think it was pass interference, but that's just me, Chase. Yeah, I, you know, the secondary played really well, and um, we saw Quentin Newsom have an interception, but then his, they ruled his foot out. Too bad for him trying to get his first interception as a Husker. Um, but just, you know, still, well, he is. He's trying to. Uh, but, you know, he still had multiple passes defended. And you look at Northern Illinois, 
I think they finished with 148 yards, total yards. 100, uh, yeah, 149 total yards. They got 75 yards on that last drive. So the, the Huskers defense just impressed from start to finish. And that last drive, you know, they were playing tempo and there was a lot of reserves in for Nebraska. Um, but I also want to I want to shout out John Bullock and his play tonight. I feel like he was the first to some of the, the tackles and some of the plays. Um, but the secondary shine, which just slowed Rocky Lombardi down and the front seven or front eight, if you're putting eight people in the box with a three, three, five, really really contain the run game they couldn't do anything it felt like i've yeah. never seen a defense be as exciting to watch with eight guys drop back in coverage usually because that's 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 your prevent you know you drop eight but, but they're bringing guys from all these really unique angles yeah uh and mj sherman gets his first sack as a husker tonight that was really cool to see i mean he just wasn't blocked <laughs> and he was going at 100 mile an hour right at that quarterback and uh, he had a nice game. You know, Chase just brought up some of the numbers. Another thing that I would add to it, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, Chase, that, you know, 75 yards on that final drive for Northern Illinois. With about two minutes left in the first half, Northern Illinois had negative seven rushing yards. They were able to run the ball a few times late in the first half, and that allowed them to get on the positive side of the ledger. But I think most people at Memorial Stadium, before they went to the concession stands at halftime, they were thinking, oh my goodness, Northern Illinois is going to be in the negative rushing-wise. And this is a team that likes to play a little physical, and they like to try to pound you up the middle. Uh, and it was not happening. No. So I, I, I'm, I'm glad we spent some time on the defense, and we've highlighted Heinrich Harburg. Because um, I think that's kind of where this conversation starts and ends with Nebraska's first win of the Matt Rule era. Yeah. And it will be interesting. Again, again, they got Louisiana Tech at home again next Saturday, 2.30 kick. Um, and we, I guess we will see uh, who lines up under center again. Who do you think it'll be? You know, I had this conversation with, with our producer, Matt Kirkle, watching the game. I think it's Heinrich Harburg again. I think some of the mistakes that you've seen under Sims were poor decisions made by Sims. And I think a lot of what you saw tonight from Harburg was, were smart decisions that were made. The one turnover he had, again, was, I'd argue, a missed block by the offensive lineman. He got hit as he was throwing. This all assumes that Sims is healthy next the, week. I, I, would, I would still say Harburg. I think he has given himself a runway, and they're going to let him kind of go down a, a little bit. What do the fans want? What about Chuba? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, well... Uh, I, I think really what, what what are the fans saying right now? What, what, do they well, want Heinrich to start next week? I, a lot of the comments I saw on the Husker post game presser YouTube stream was Harburg is now QB one or should be QB one. That would be fascinating Does if we he could get an amigos deal now or Acres, Gary Michaels Clothiers. Yeah, it, you know it, the Jeff Sims meal is not going to taste the same if he's not starting, <laughs> right? <laughs> To, to kind of answer your question, Kevin, I I think if Sims is healthy, I think you, you see Sims. I think, you know, Rule kind of pushed his chips to the center of the table when he picked Sims over Casey Thompson. And obviously the fan base knee-jerk reaction is going to be Harburg because he had this great game in front of a sold-out crowd under the lights. Uh, but, you know, Northern Illinois is – not the greatest team, and I don't think Louisiana Tech is either. However, 
if if Sim if if you're putting a lot of faith in Sims and he was the QB one for most of camp and coming into the season, I think you play him and then if things go wrong, you play Harburg. Um, I'm not saying we're going to start a QB battle mid-season week four, but you know it it just it would it would shock me to see Rule completely divert his energy to Harburg if Sims is healthy next week. All right, I'm going to add a couple of things here, and I'm not trying to advocate for one thing over the other. I'll make that clear right now. Do you think, because Matt Rule and his coaching staff, Marcus Satterfield and all the way down the line, they have preached to not be a prisoner of the moment and not to be too reactionary and to just stay yeah. steady and consistent with their message. So if they pivot to a different quarterback and stay with that, are they actually doing what they want to avoid doing? Are they becoming prisoners of the moment because Heinrich played really well against Northern Illinois? I mean, but we've also said Rule's going to play the guys to give his team the I, best chance to I know, but, I, but I'm just throwing this out there to, you know, get the mental gears spinning a little bit at this late hour. It's late. And then, <laughs> and then secondly, I will throw this on the table as well. Is Matt Rule doing this as a consequence for the fumbles that Jeff Sims had last week because it happened with Anthony Grant and he was back on the field in game number three of the season. It's true. Is this another example of, you know, just kind of the way we're going to manage our players who are making costly mistakes. So I'm not saying that it's a quote unquote punishment, but I think that we could fairly say, you know, what happened after the Minnesota game and into the Colorado game with Anthony Grant, that was a punishment. And then he must have proved some ball security and practice leading up to the Illinois game. So, hence, he was on the field against the Huskies, and Anthony Grant ends up carrying the ball seven times for 46 yards, and he gets a touchdown. I, I, will, say, I will say it's, a, it's easier to do that with the running back than your starting quarterback. Why but, is that? Well, because I, I, and the quarterback is looked at as the leader of the team, right? You know, there's there's game captains, sure, but the quarterback's who everyone's rallying around. And I, I'm just kind of curious what the um, kind of energy of the offense was like tonight, you know, post-game or just kind of the feelings of the players. Because the defense, you know, questions are answered. But the offense, like, are the players buying more into Heinrich if because of his success? Like the fans can be reactionary, but I think the players and how they respond is something that's going to be interesting and how yeah. they, they feel questions next week to the media about both quarterbacks. I think I could shed a little bit of light on that. Having been on the sidelines for this game. And I think the players really respect Heinrich Harvard. I think they also respect Jeff Sims. Um, yeah. Even after uh, one of the touchdowns, it was Gabe Irvin's touchdown run. I was a little bit around the bench area for Nebraska as I was walking from one side of the field to the next. And Heinrich Harburg went right up to Gabe Irvin, and they had a moment. You know, Heinrich was really happy for Gabe. Gabe obviously is really happy for Heinrich. And you get the sense that there is, I don't want to call it an admiration. I think that that's way too lathered and a little bit hyperbolic. But I feel like there is a high level of respect for Heinrich Harburg. Plus, everybody knows like his backstory. You know, the fact that he is a Nebraska guy who spent quite a bit of time on a depth chart. And, you know, his story is very different 
than Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims has started for multiple years in the ACC, and he came in here and he won the quarterback battle uh, in the spring. And so there's a lot of things at play, but to answer the point that you're, or to add to the point you just made, Chase, is that I do feel like players really respect and they value Heinrich Harburg. I think they respect and value Jeff Sims as well. I think it's just a little bit different based on their stories, their pasts, and plus Heinrich's poured a lot into this program, and this is the team he grew up watching, and that, that means something, and I think his teammates, where there is a, a number of guys who are native Nebraskans like Heinrich on the roster, and they know that, so there's a little bit of like depth to the admiration for the University of Nebraska football program in its totality uh, with Heinrich Harvard. I know uh, he was roommates with Irvin. He was roommates with, like, everybody. I know. He was roommates with Padoni as well. So his buddies, uh, again, so obviously happy for Irvin, again, and then the connection with Fedoni. That's a good Hit him point. last week at the end of the Colorado game for Fedoni's first touchdown, and then uh, Fedoni again today. That's been really nice to see him kind of break out of his shell a little bit. Had a great catch on the sideline yeah. for a uh, third and 14 uh, conversion. Well, but before we wrap, I mean, since we're yeah. talking about Heinrich, I mean, we, we got to razz Chase a little bit for not laughing at my joke on air. I mean, like, you, you just kind of left me out there. Chase, I come on, man. H2 leads the O. Like, did, did, Chase, That's, be honest with me. Did you not get it? Did you not like it? I didn't it? get it's it okay. initially. It's okay if you I didn't, didn't like I it. Didn't, I didn't get it until, like, the, the next, next point you were making and sharing. I was like, I see what he was saying. I didn't know and, that it was that highbrow of a comment. And if anything, it's stupid dad humor. We understand the stupid dad okay. humor. That's, that's, our, that's our playing field. Do people get, like, what was it that elaborate of H2 leads the O? I didn't hear it live as you said it, but just as you say it right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, H2O. Yeah, I, I threw H2O. I, I, H2O. I, H2 leads the I You mean, should whatever. write it. We have a white. If you think it's stupid, it, I'll admit. No, yeah, no, it is kind I, of stupid. It's, it's good. There's a lot of numbers <laughs> on Nebraska's team. You know, Billy Kemp the fourth, Thomas Stefadoni the second. So I was just, I was thrown off, but uh, I'll do better next time on picking up what you're putting down. Chase, how much does a polar bear wear? Polar bear weigh? Uh, Nash Hutmaker? I it's don't a, know what he weighed a, in. Enough it. to break the ice. Nah, that's uh, nah. Yeah, you know, and here's uh, the other thing about the H2O, H2 leads the O joke. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw it, but I had a live viewing audience for the news tonight. I did see that. There were about 15, uh, I don't know if they were middle school age, either late elementary, yeah, they're probably middle schoolers. Like 8 to 11 maybe range? Um, I, I don't know. They're, I think they were all about middle school okay. age. They were all helping clean up the stadium. They're like, oh, my goodness, you're live on TV. I said, yeah, I'm going to be in about five minutes. So it, what started with, like, three kids sitting right behind the camera and watching <laughs> me, and I told them they were fine. They were really nice kids, actually. I told them, just don't be loud, don't throw anything at me, and don't do anything that your mom and dad would grab mm -hmm. you for. And they kind of laughed, and they were good. But then three became eight. <laughs> and it became 12, and it ended up being, I don't know, between 15 and 20. So I, I throw out this stupid dad humor on live TV. Not only does my sports cohort live <laughs> on air not react to it because he doesn't get it, and now I feel like a complete dum-dum, my live viewing audience, like, I sense the eye roll and the, like, <laughs> like the, that's who I was trying to at least, like, get 
something out of like viewers <laughs> but the, the kids gave me nothing if anything like i totally lost cool points with them so that's the low point of my night but i like it thanks i appreciate it thanks we'll have to work yeah, on well, chase and you should you should have told heinrich right there in person live when you were going back and forth <laughs> i didn't feel that confident in the phrase okay <laughs> Well, uh, if he start if he starts next week, we gotta yeah we have break, something we'll break it out and uh, hey uh, hey H two lead in the O. No, you don't <laughs> call somebody. How was, somebody your, how was that. your evening? It's not his. It's not a nickname. It's just like one of the you know as we do, like the the teases in the in the newscast that we put little cheeky words or yeah. something creative as yeah. opposed to Husker football. You know, we try to give our viewers a little something a, a little creativity you know like that's where you would put it you wouldn't actually like call somebody that no, no. we've spent way too much on it but i had to get that <laughs> off my chest all right well, we'll let it's late we'll let everyone go i do want to point out real quickly colorado state is beating colorado 21 to 14 five minutes left in the third quarter no oh boy we don't need to go there <clears throat> yeah so all right chase anything else you want to you want to get in there before we let everyone go yeah i don't think colorado's season impacts you know i don't think bowl committees are looking at nebraska at the moment but we'll see you never know all right so oh, get... oh, oh, okay yeah since chase mentioned the b word he did bowl, he did like we don't need to go big picture here and spend too much time on it because it is late uh but it is fun to talk after a win it is nebraska beats northern illinois you get a better picture of what this team looks like mm -hmm. even though it is against a mac opponent mm-hmm how many teams or opponents remain on Nebraska's schedule that you instantly say they are overmatched? Michigan, Wisconsin, and maybe Iowa. I don't even know about Wisconsin. They were struggling the first half against Georgia Southern today. Yeah, well, Nebraska struggled against Georgia Southern last year too. So, <laughs> different year. Well, I, and I, you know, you look at you look at the Big Ten today. Illinois got killed by Penn State. Michigan State got killed by Washington, and Minnesota lost, Northwestern lost. Um, Iowa played probably their best game of the season, but that was against Western Michigan. Uh, and Wisconsin struggled in the first half against Georgia Southern, so, and Purdue lost. So there's been, there's been a lot of uh, bloodshed in the Big Ten today, some better opponents, but, you know, Nebraska's going to have a chance. That's why I brought it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Again, said, you don't want to get too caught up and go like, uh, you know, try to start re-predicting the whole season based on a win over Northern Illinois. But it's not just Nebraska we're looking at. We're looking at the Big Ten and the mm -hmm. remaining opponents on Nebraska's schedule. Yeah. And it's, that defense, if that defense it, plays like this, it's going to keep them, I think, in almost every single game for the rest of the year. Michigan's going to be tough. Michigan will be tough. They're going to run the ball. But again, you don't play Ohio State. You're not nope. playing Penn State. Nope. And it's okay. I, I think Maryland, we didn't mention Maryland. Maryland, I think, I think Maryland's all right. Yeah, they're good. The other okay. tag of life. All right. All right. So, again, uh, next Saturday, Louisiana Tech, 230 kick. That game is going to be on BTN. Uh, we will have another episode kind of looking ahead to that and some other storylines next week. So, keep it tuned for that. So, in the 1011 Now streaming studio, this has been the End Report Husker Show. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe to the 1011 YouTube channel. As always, keep it tuned to 1011 both on air and online for all the latest news, weather, and sports. For Kevin Suits, for Chase Madison, I'm Bill Rentschler. Thanks, everyone, for watching.
You've been listening to the End Report Husker Show from 1011. Watch, listen, and stream on the 1011 Now app on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. For more Husker coverage throughout the week, watch the End Report on 1011 Sports at 6 and 10 p.m. and download the 1011 Now app.